It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast with Dennis and uh, Brady. And again, on a Monday, still plenty to talk about. We had the girls' district finals and basketball on Friday. Regionals coming up this week for the ladies. And the boys' playoffs will begin tonight. So there's a lot going on. Yes, there is. In my game, Dennis had uh, had quite the ending. Half the gym uh, was happy with a certain call. Half the gym wasn't. We'll talk about that. But two really good teams had their third bout, and it was what I was hoping a district final would be. And I saw what I expected to see, although uh, Yale got off to a surprisingly quick start, but Imlay City was not phased, and they, again, flexed their muscles and just proved Nobody in the BWAC this year was on their level. Nope, but we'll talk about that. We'll preview the regional matchups for, what, four different, five different teams in our area that made it through? Yeah. And then we'll talk about the boys' district because we're hitting the ground running. We're going to have a lot of games in a short amount of time. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. 
Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International is North America's largest auto supplier and now calls the Blue Water area home. Our new plant, located on Range Road in St. Clair, will have great opportunities for all members of the community. Named to Fortune Magazine's World Most Admired Companies two years in a row, Magna offers many different career opportunities. Wages start from $17 and up. Go to magna.com forward slash careers to apply today. Again, magna.com forward slash careers to join our team and create the future of mobility together. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, and let's go back to uh, Friday night uh, and begin with the uh, district championship games in girls' high school playoff uh, basketball. And uh, in particular, we had uh, seven different games that uh, we were uh, looking at for one reason or another, and it all started in Division Two because we didn't get a Division uh, One uh, final because Lance Cruz North and Dakota are really good. And uh, for those of you that were following that district, Lance Cruz North is apparently really good because they beat Dakota by 14. Yeah. 60 to 46. Yes. Um, anyway, as you were saying, in Division Two, I had round three of what has just been two of the top teams in the area slugging it out. The first time Marysville and Marine City played, Marysville got off to a big lead and Marine City's comeback bid fell five points short. It was, I think, 49 or 47-42 was the final. Second time around, Marysville was losing to Marine City in the first half until they went on a 5-0 run at the end of the half, went into the locker room up one or up four after being down one near the end of the half and shut Marine City out in the third quarter and routed them one by, I think, 19. So this round, this third round was very interesting. Marine City was sixteen and four. Oh, geez, half of their losses came to Marysville. Marysville nineteen and two, and it got going, and they did not 
skip a beat from the warm-up. It was fast break points, hitting threes, bing, bang, boom. Caitlin Kane was scoring. Anna Oles was playing unbelievable to start the game. It was 17-10 to 10 after one quarter, Dennis. I'm like, all right, we're going to be high-flying. It's a race to 50, maybe 60. And then at the end of the first quarter, it was almost like both teams went, oh, yeah, this is a district final. We should be nervous. And neither team played well in the second quarter, but Marine City played a lot better than Marysville. Marine City shut out Marysville in the second quarter. So it went from 17-10 at the end of one to 18-17 at the end of the second going into halftime, and you're like, wow, Marysville went up seven and was playing with a lot of pace, running out on the break to couldn't throw a rock in the ocean and seemed like and they were missing easy shots Dennis there are shots that I've seen multiple girls on that team make dozens of times this year that you just as soon as they get it and go to shoot it you just start marking it down because they make it that often weren't hitting give credit to Marine City's defense and they scored enough to take the lead and you're going all right we have ourselves a ball game and out of the third quarter, neither side was scoring. And then it was Maddie Smith went to the line, and she made a free throw, and it's like that flip or the switch flipped. It kind of reminded me of how you described uh, their softball season last year when they hit that, got that first hit off of Notre Dame Prep yep. in the regionals, and they went, oh, yeah, we animals. can hit. Yeah. And they <laughs> went, oh, yeah, we can score again. Up and down. 15 to 6 third quarter they're up 8. In the fourth quarter they or they got up 10 at one point. And Olivia Volkman in the first half she hit a 3 when Marysville went up 9. She drained a 3 to make it a 6 point game keep Marine City in it. Talked about avoiding small runs becoming big runs. In the second half Marysville got up 10, and on back-to-back possessions, I believe in the fourth quarter, Olivia Volkman for Marine City, bang, bang, four-point game. And you're going, where did this come from? Marysville looked like it was about to cruise to a victory, and Marine City's clawing back. They're getting stops. They get it to 38-37. And out of the timeout, Uh, Marine City had the ball. I think they got a turnover and called a timeout. Don't exactly remember how they got to that point. But they have a sideline inbounds play from right in front of their bench. They inbound it. They give to Jade Blanchard. Jade Blanchard crosses over and goes down the right side of the lane. Goes up for a shot. Whistle. Ball goes in. Both sides celebrate. The official called a charge. Now to give this moment some context. Before that play, Blanchard had been called for three charges already in the game, and I think they had called maybe five total. I know Anna Oles picked one up, and I think there was one other sprinkled in there. So they had called charges, and they called another one there, but both sides started celebrating. The official called it right away, Dennis. They like blew the whistle, bang, Put the arm out. Now, the only thing he didn't do, and I think why there was confusion, he didn't put his other hand on the back of his head. Yeah. He just pointed, like, 
I guess punch the other way is the extended his arm out. At the time, I thought it was a 50-50 call. I couldn't really tell. It was through traffic. I just saw bodies collided and the ball went in and he called a charge. I've since seen the video and Dennis, he got it right. I showed you it as well. And I think it was Oles slid over and for a solid half second is standing there statue still. And Blanchard just made contact. She was trying to get to the hoop, give her team the lead. And as she turned the corner, Oles was there and got called for the charge. Um, You saw the video. Would you agree? Yeah. uh, Having the benefit of being able to see a video of it, it's a charge. Yes. Now, some of the other ones before it might not have been, but like I said, at the time, it was hard to tell. But looking back, he actually got it right, and that's in the final minute of the game. I'll say this. I'm glad I wasn't the guy under there that had to make make that call in the moment live, like – on a video, looking at it, you know, you can go, oh, let me look at it one more time. Yeah. Like, when you got to call it live, I do think he got it right. And, yes, that was the difference. Uh, Marysville got the ball back. They hit their free throws down the stretch and won it 42-37. Um, it was a heck of a game. It was back and forth. And, really, a lot of the credit for Marine City staying in it has to go to Olivia Volkman. Every time Marysville was getting a run, like I said, she had nine points and three threes at the clutchest times to keep them in it. Jocelyn Dietland had 12. She played really well. Um, but Marysville held Chloe Austin to four points. Layla Common only had five. Jade Blanchard ended with two points. And those are all players that you know can easily get in the double figures. Um, but give credit to Marine City. Dennis, I think I said it on Friday. The secret to stopping Marysville. Caitlin Kane's going to get her. She had 18. They did a great job not letting Kara Miller get an open look from three. She ended with two points, and I think she had one, maybe two open looks from downtown. But still, they always find a way. Then you get nine for Alls, nine for Walters. I mean, they always find a way. Uh, Deetland is a player that I really, really like. Um, And Blanchard... Is that player, Brady, that I think is going to be like there's a reason she had the ball yes. uh, on that play. I, I think she's going to be that player for Marine City. Yes, I do too. And she was very – the, the scouting report was she char- go into the lane, plant your feet, take a charge. Usually you don't get four charges drawn from the same player, but he – it was called from the beginning, and like I said, there was probably five to six total charges called. Unfortunately, Blanchard got called for four of them. Yeah. She had a 32-point game this year yeah. against St. Clair. You don't do that by accident. No. That's not a fluke game. This this is a player that is going to be really good next year. Yes. Um, so, Marine City season comes to an end, and, God, it, they got armada Five losses on the year, three of them to the same team. The only team to beat them in the league, the only team to beat them in the postseason. It's frustrating, too, for you. I know in the second game, like 
they blew the big lead and ended up getting blown out. Yeah. But, like, they were tough with this team. It isn't like St. Clair's frustration where, you know, the first two times they played them, they weren't even in, in the same right. ball game with them. And then they almost pulled off an upset and yeah. come from behind upset. Um, I wish we would have gotten Marine City St. Clair three. I think that would have been that a lot of fun. Been really interesting. But this was this felt like a big time game. The gym was packed. It was a really fun atmosphere, and yeah, it, it wasn't a blowout like every time it looked like. Oh, Marys was going to take the lead. I mean, how many teams do you think have won a district championship while being shut out in a quarter? Yeah, that's the other really like that. That was just wild to me because I was at my game and I saw seventeen ten after one, and I'm keeping track. And then I see eighteen seventeen at halftime, and I'm like, wait a minute, wasn't it seventeen to ten at the end of the? the so that means they got outscored eight nothing in the second. That's got to be like a typo or something. It's it's twenty seven to eighteen or or something like no. that. No, you weren't misreading that. And I guess you have to give a lot of credit to Marysville's defense. Because you're not getting shots. You don't score in a quarter, but you only hold a team to eight points. That takes a disastrous DEFCON one quarter and just turns it into a bad quarter where you can recover. From. Yeah, it's halftime and you're down one. No big deal. Right. And that was the only score Marine City led by was 18-17. And the way the game went, it felt like it was back and forth. But Marysville, I don't know if you want to say escapes. Marysville survived. A, a scare a sp- because you asked me after the game um you go if that bl- charge is called a block and it's an and one does it change the outcome i think there was like 30 seconds left it's hard to say no but who knows they marysville goes down hits a shot that point becomes moot anyway um you can play the what if game all night long i'm sure Marysville would say, well, what if one of the 18 layups we missed in the second quarter goes in and that's not even a factor? Yeah. So you can you can play the hindsight game as much as you want, but the reality is Marysville's going on to a regional. They win their first district title in, I think, like five years. It's actually been a while for the Vikings since they've won a district because the last couple times they ran into MLA City, and last year they were up in the – Division one district of death. Yeah, that that was just that was just dumb because they had a really good basketball team. It was this team a year younger. Yeah, uh, and and they and Anchor Bay was really good last year, and they were every prob- team in that district. And, was really and they were good. Well, I'm, my point is, is Anchor Bay was really good last year, and they were like the third or fourth best team in that district. The worst team was Northern, and they were. A really solid team. Yeah, I think they, they were they were, were like what? They were like five hundred in the yeah. Mac Red or whatever. Yeah, and they were the worst. <laughs> they were the, the worst team record wise. And, and Marysville got pulled in. The yeah, and, show. And, and they had to play Anchor Bay in the first game, and I think they lost forty-two to twenty or something like that. And it just it wasn't fair because you knew this is a team that if they're playing where they're supposed to be, yeah, wins a district mm-hmm. and maybe competes for a regional. And they're out in the first game here. Because they're playing with, you know, a bunch of superpowers. Yes. So they move on. They play Cranbrook in the regional. We'll talk about that in the next segment. The other semifinal game in that regional, Dennis 
you saw one team. Yeah, Emily um, City uh, played Yale on Friday night at uh, Yale or at Emily City for the district championship uh, there, and um, you know, you know, Yale got off to a very nice start in this game. First off, Emily City wins the tap, and Mary Langeman, a la Tyler Jamison, gets to the basket. You know how they use their bodies, and mm-hmm. it's just and gets an easy hoop. And we're like seven seconds into the game, <laughs> two nothing Emily City, and you're like, up oh, here we go. But then Yale responded, and they went on a nine to nothing run, Brady. And, and I don't know where it came from, and I don't know where it went, because when it went, it went. Um, but it was it was nine to two. Langman finally got a basket to make it nine to four. But Yale comes down, they split free throws, so now it's ten to four. Then Mary Langman knocks down a three, and it's ten to seven. And you're like, oh, you could kind of feel it in the gym. Yeah. And then she came down and hit another three, and it's ten to ten. And you're like, okay. Yale has done their thing. But then Yale came down, and they made a three. Go up 13-10. to 10. Dakota Deal knocks down a long two out of the right wing corner. Foot was on the line, 13-12. to 12. Turnover, Mary Langeman to the basket, lays it up, lays it in. Mm-hmm. 14-13, and Imlay City never relinquished the lead after that point. They were up 16-13 at the end of one. They won the second quarter. 12 to 3, the third quarter 14 to 8, and the fourth quarter 15 to 9, and they won the game 57-33. Mary Langeman scored 29 points and didn't score in the fourth quarter. That's uh that's a pretty good performance. Yes. She had 29 through the first 3 quarters of the game. She outscored the rest of her team 29 to 28. She almost beat Yale. <laughs> Yale got some late buckets. Or she, For most of the game, she was beating Yale. Um, and they ended up with, with 33 because they got some late baskets when she was out of the game. Uh, but just unbelievable performance from Mary Langeman. She is as pure a shooter. The quickest release you'll see. Yeah, she, she gets the ball and bang. It's gone and it's in most times. I wish she shot more threes. I really do. Like, I wish she'd stand back there and take 10, 12 threes a game because I think she could make eight every night. I do. I do. But she's, you know, she's good in the post, too, and they like to put the ball well, in yeah, her hands Well, yeah, if they the want to put a guard on her to kind of slow things down or try to stop her on the perimeter, that's when they'll just put her in the post and go, all right, I'm six feet tall. Guard me down here then. Yeah. Uh, and, and she makes her free throws. And they, they, they didn't shoot a lot of free throws uh, in this game. Actually, Yale shot more free throws than Emily City did in the game. But Emily City made a lot more baskets. Um, and they, they force mistakes. They they do different things. And they don't do the same thing all the time. Like, they'll, they change up during the quarter. Like, they'll come out and they'll trap the basketball. Mm-hmm. Then they'll lay back and play a zone. Then they'll full court press. Then they'll play man. I mean, they they're just constantly changing what they do. You don't know what's coming, and, and they blitzkrieg these teams, like from the the second, third. They just blitzkrieg Yale, and and it's like 
you, 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 you try to think back to the beginning. What did Yale do differently at the beginning to even get the 9-2 to two right. lead? Because it, it goes away so fast. Like there was four minutes that the alarm clock hadn't gone off yet for Emily <laughs> City. And then at the four-minute mark of the first, the alarm clock went off. They rubbed the sleep out of their eyes. They said, time to make the donuts. And they just crushed them. They just mm-hmm. crushed them. Um, it, it's just dominant. JF Forty added uh, nine points in the uh, game. Um, they had a freshman, Chloe Bruman, who five points and played a ton of minutes. Like she was in the regular rotation. So I mean, they, they've got good players you don't even know about <laughs> that that are coming in and, and doing things. Um, so they just got a really good basketball team uh abby dykstra had a nice game for yale she scored 11 gracie ostrander's a, a, a nice player as well nine points jenna griffith normally their leading scorer seven points she had five brady in the nine to two start and finished with seven so imlay city can shut you down when they decide to shut you down it was uh it was another impressive performance by the lady spartans really not much more that i can say about it other than they're going to have to be really impressive in their next game because they're headed to that Ortonville-Brandon region with Marysville, and they draw Lake Fenton on the other side, and we'll talk more about that um, when we get into the uh, regionals. Um, some other games. Mount Clemens beat New Haven 46-33. to um, So, hey, we were right about one. Yes, we were. <laughs> um, Cass City over Harbor Beach, 49-32. Brenna Bisher had 10 points in that one for Beach, but uh, Cass City moves on to Reese, and we're going to talk about that regional because mm-hmm. that's where Sandusky is going. Um, Sandusky shut down Millington 40-26. to Madison Long, 14 points. Uh, Morgan Tegg with 10 points uh, in that one. And again, um, Sandusky, it starts at 14, and then it goes all the way down <laughs> to like, 12 girls later who are all scoring, you know, five, four, six points. Uh, they just – that's that's the way they do it. Um, and uh, they're going to uh, meet with Cass City. Sandusky and Cass City are going to clash head-to-head uh, tomorrow night uh, in a uh, regional out at uh, Reese. Um, Cardinal Mooney, okay. Uh, I'm going to get – you already know this stat. I told it to yep. you. I couldn't hold it in once, once I read it. The Cardinal Mooney girls in the last three basketball seasons – have won 15 games, Brady. Right. 15 games. Six of them have come in the postseason. They won their third straight district title with records of 8-13, and 3-9, and nine, and this year they're 4-14 four and 14 after winning the district at Parkway Christian. They beat Parkway Christian 36-28. to 28, And, like, who cares about the regular season? Who right. needs a regular season? I like a playoff to take, team. I'd like to take some credit for getting this right after looking at Parkway Christian's schedule. You went, they don't play anybody. <laughs> and Mooney took advantage. Yes, they did. So they're headed to uh, Waterford, uh, Our Lady of the Lakes, for the regionals to take on Clarkston Everest. Uh, and Ubley, I guess we're calling this, um, and, and again. At least by record. By record, this is actually a surprise Ubley Wins the uh, district. They beat Deckerville 27-23. to Ubley has a losing record for the uh, the season. They're 10-13. and So they, they went into the district with an 8-13 and record. And we kind of wrote them off, I'd say, because we were like, all right, Deckerville has to run the gambit if they make it through 
then they, they'd have to play this team and this team, and we never really thought Ubley would be a team they'd have to play. Yeah. Um, uh, and so that – and really low scoring. So they mucked it up, I guess. But uh, Ubley wins uh, that district, and Ubley and Cardinal Mooney are headed to the same district. Um, Sandusky is headed to Reese. And as we mentioned, um, it's Marysville and Emily City both headed to Ortonville, uh, Brandon, and we'll cover all of that. Um, in the next uh, segment, but uh, final thoughts on districts? No, a lot of fun. I'm excited for regionals, and uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, and, and I'm just going to say that um, I'm not surprised Dakota and Lance Cruz North was the final there, but I am disappointed. Um, I really thought PH had a chance to get to the finals there. Yeah, Lance Cruz North, though, is just on another level. Um, and I, I think Anchor Bay, too, took a little out of – the, the big reds for that Wednesday game. Yeah, but you're going to go travel to Reese to follow Sandusky, and I will be at the Ortonville-Brandon Regional until we don't have teams playing anymore. Home of the Rockets. Reese Rockets. The Lady Rockets. I didn't know, like, Rockets. Yeah, you're just a rocket. <laughs> a rocket's a rocket. <laughs> You'd think. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 800- 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. 
Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Magnet International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water area high school athletics. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back, Dennis and Brady. Uh, Ortonville, Brandon is where Brady will be on uh, Tuesday for uh, two basketball games, one featuring Marysville and Cranbrook. I'll, I'll give you the records. The Vikings are 20-2. and two. Cranbrook is 14-5. and uh, five. And on the other side of the bracket, 19 and 3 Imlay City takes on 19 and 3 Lake Fenton. They did play each other earlier in the year. So which game would you like to start with? Well, let's uh let's start with uh, Marysville. Okay. Um, and 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 go from there Be- because matchup wise and and I don't know. No, I really I, don't know. I don't know a lot about Cranbrook. I know they when they beat Clawson uh, people at Marysville were a little surprised. So was I. Clawson won that district a year ago. Uh, that's about all I can tell you. Um, the only other thing I heard is that Cranbrook is big, but they don't have great guard play. You said Cranbrook's 14-5. and five. I'll give you their five losses. Detroit Country Day, who's only like... 13 and 10 I said I thought they were 10 and 7 10 and I thought 7 I saw, yeah. it's nothing that like you don't look at it and go oh my god that country day team's unbelievable um they beat but Mo- they did what semifinals last year yeah with a similar yeah. record uh the they beat Mooney twice the first time by 30 the second time by 17 they lost to Bishop Foley twice first time by 27 now Bishop Foley has is a 17 solid, and 3. Yes, has a very solid team. 
Two of those 17 wins were over Cranbrook. And then they also lost to Wixom St. Catherine. No which, idea. Um, I, yeah. I, I think they play eight-man football. That's what I know about Wixom St. Catherine. Wixom St. Catherine, uh, they are 16-4. and four. But they play really small uh, teams in the Catholic League. And their other loss was to Lutheran North by 16, who lost to Clawson in the semifinals. Almost upset them. They beat Notre Dame Prep by 11, only 30-19. to 19. None of this is jumping out at me and going – Oh wow! This is a team Marysville is. They need a lot of breaks. Yeah. Like normally, Notre Dame prep is, that would be a win where you go, okay, in girls basketball, yes. you'd circle that one and go, that's a good win. But it, they were down this year. Yeah, Notre Dame prep has been down for a while. They're seven. They were seven and fourteen. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is an impossible game for Marysville to win. And we're talking about it. I don't know the last time Marysville won a regional game. They've gotten there a fair bit, but usually they run into a Detroit Country Day or a Notre Dame Prep yeah. who's 18-3 and three and usually pretty good. That's the the one that I – because it was in Marysville. Wasn't that a regional with Peyton Husson and Valco? And, and the they played – I want to say they played Pontiac, Notre Dame Prep, and it was a really good game, and they couldn't make a basket towards – towards the end, and they they ended up losing by, like, four points. Or I'd have like to, we'd have to double-check, yeah. but I don't know if the la- when the last time they won a regional game is, but this is as winnable of a game as they've had. Again, the, the scout, the, the very limited short Reader's Digest scouting report is they have Cranbrook's bigger, Marysville's smaller and faster. So I'm going to assume Marysville's press is going to have to have a little bit of success. Yeah, well, that's to me. That's what it sounds like. If they, if you have weak guard play against Marysville, you're going to turn the ball over and you're going to fall right into what the Vikings like to do. Yes, but Marysville's won now 17 straight games. They were three and one when they lost to Port here on high, and that was in the Jim Weimer tournament. And since then, they haven't lost basically since Christmas. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good run. Yes. Um, and, and at least we think a chance to keep that going. I would almost say they're the favorite, but I don't know enough yeah, to say again, that with enough conviction. Without having seen Cranbrook, it's hard to say. Now, we've it seen is a private school, though. We, we've seen Lake Fenton. Yes. Um, I've seen Lake Fenton just twice in my life, and that's two more times than I and ever want. I've seen them on two of their best days yes. ever. Yes. Um, before COVID, the last game before COVID was Lake Fenton. And they dismantled a really good Marine City team at Goodrich. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was 71 to 30-something. And that was a Marine City team that had Morgan McConnell. They were good. Yes. Um, and, and Lake Fenton was just a juggernaut. Then we saw Lake Fenton at SC4 this year. And they had just seven kids show up for the game. And you're like, Ooh. Maybe St. Clair's got a chance here. It looks like Lake Fenton couldn't get every Christmas time. They're missing three people off there. No. They made 11 threes. This is a girls' basketball game. We had running time the entire second half. 
and they got to 81 points. Yeah. And held St. Clair. St. Clair is not a bad basketball team. A winning basketball team. They held them to 18 points. Yes. Now, St. Clair was missing two players themselves, uh, just for a little bit of context. Both MLA City and Lake Fenton are 19-3, and three, but one of MLA City's three was to Lake Fenton. They lost 52-35 to Lake Fenton earlier in the year. Which was one of Lake Fenton's closer games. At the beginning, yes. Uh, if you're wondering, MLA City's other losses were to Lons Cruz North by 15 and Ipsy Arbor Prep by 32. Jeez, I didn't even realize it was that bad. Here's where another comparison comes in. Lake Fenton also played Ipsy Arbor Prep, and they played them a lot closer than MLA City did. Ipsy Arbor Prep only beat Lake Fenton by a final score of 57-47. to 47. That was one of the three losses. They did get upset twice, Good, well, once in league, I should say, Goodrich, or excuse me, Flushing, they lost to 43-35. Jeez, I'd like to talk and put a complete sentence <laughs> together. And Gross Point North, Dennis, you've seen them yeah, Gross play. Gross Point North is solid. 49-44. Yeah, I, I can see the Gross Point. On the, the, the thing that I'll say about the Flushing thing is that when you play a team all the time, mm-hmm. some of the, the horror or the glamour or whatever, yeah. it kind of rubs off. Yes. It's like, yeah, we play these guys all the time. We know they're good. They're probably and, and you can kind of go into it like law of averages says you have to be the team once I mean, flushing, every once every decade. Flushing also <laughs> went eighteen and four. Yeah, I mean you're you're not a bad team. You're not always gonna gonna lose to, to somebody. So I kind of like look at it that way. But I, I know these guys are good. They've got uh, and again She's not huge. She's more lanky. But uh, Follenbaum, Savannah Follenbaum, the center, real good player. Um, and, and then they, they've got shooters to spare. Um, they're, they're like a lot of the good team. They're like Imlay City and Marysville, that they're an in-your-face team. Mm-hmm. They're pressing all the time. They're trapping. Obviously, they are in tremendous shape and stamina because seven kids in your face all game long Mm -hmm. no let up and they don't get tired right they they trust their kids because they have to kids play with fouls you got three four they're they're not coming out of the game they're just going to keep on keeping on um they have what 10 on their roster yeah 10 10 players on their roster and and the day that we saw them this year, only seven of them played, and five of them scored in double digits, and a sixth had nine points. Wow! All of them scored. the wor- The worst player scored six points. A lot of nights, that's the second leading score for teams in games yeah. that we do. Uh, and in fact, St. Clair's leading scorer that game six points. Um, I mean, they, they were just ridiculously good. Like I said, they knocked down 11 threes. They had one, two, three, four different players make more than one three. So they, they obviously, they can shoot. And I don't think that they're streaky either. I think they're probably pretty consistent. Um, th- this is a real good basketball. That being said, Emily City's a really good basketball team yes, too. Yes, they are. 
and the, they prepared themselves by playing them earlier in the year, and I know that that score, you said, what, 15, 17 points, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, it was 52-35. Yeah. Some things may have changed between then and now. Um, so we'll see. If if anybody, if I were going to send anybody from the area in to go after Lake Fenton and try to get a win, Emily City would be probably one of my top picks. Yes, and also please do it because I want an Emily City Marysville game. I want to see that game more. I think than any, I want to know who's better. Right. I want it, and the only way to do it is to have them play each other. But a couple of really big roadblocks there to get that done. Yes, I think. The Lake Fenton one, obviously a little bigger than the Cranbrook one. But, hey, last shot for a really talented class at MLA City because they have a handful of seniors that are going to complete their career in the next week or two. And I'd love them for them to get a upset win over Lake Fenton and get back to a regional final and play Marysville one to see who's better and two to guarantee we get someone in a quarterfinal. Yeah, again. That, that's the other part about that is it guarantees somebody from the area gets to the next round. But, like, how do you do it? Like, do you go Mary Langeman score us 35 points, but you know Lake Fenton's not going to let her score 35 points. You just, that's one as cliche as it is. You take it a possession at a time. Like Marine City with Marysville. Don't let their their four oh six oh runs turn into ten, twelve, fourteen oh runs. Play within yourselves. You don't have to go superhuman. No, you don't have to hit ten threes to win. They're MLA City's a good team. They've proven it all year. They've beaten teams like Warren Cousineau, who's a really solid team. They've played Lance Cruz North and Lake Fenton earlier in the year and Ipsy Arbor Prep to prepare for this game. This is what all those non-conference games were for. You get them on a neutral court, a court you you both are familiar with because Brandon's where their quarterfinal game was a year ago. Hey, see what you got. Put Push your chips to the middle of the table and give it your best shot. You can't leave anything in your back pocket, no stone unturned. I'm assuming they're going to throw them a curveball or two from the first time they played. All right. You got any more cliches? I do not pretty, have You're on a roll cliches. there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the Reese uh, that, that Regional. That was a good, good uh, coach speech there. Hmm. Uh, yeah, St. Charles and Reese is the uh, one side of the bracket. Um, that's two teams that are 36 and 7 combined. St. Charles is 18 and 3. Reese is 18 and 4. Not going to pretend that I know anything about either of these teams. Um, but um, uh, obviously – the, the folks at Reese thought they were good because they applied to host a regional knowing that they were going to get their team there. Right. And they wanted a couple more home games while they could get them. Um, the other side of the bracket is Cassidy and Sandusky. Did did they meet early in the season? Sandusky and Cassidy? Because there's a possible crossover there because they're both GTC East and West. Let me double check for you. You talk for a but moment. But Cassidy 16-4 and four this year. And, of course, Sandusky is 22-0, and 0, and they've been on the uh, the run, and they've just been uh, wonderful this year. The, they don't like – they can, though, because they've had games where they've scored over 60. But generally they keep the games low-scoring with their defense – they spread it around. They get offense from a lot of people. They have a lot of people that can hurt you. Um, and they're just really solid team. And, of course, 
They're coached by a legend. <laughs> um, and, and that in itself, just Al walking into the gym um, can be intimidating, I think. They did play once earlier, actually about a month ago. Sandusky beat Cassidy 34-24. to yeah, it was so a low scoring affair. Yeah, they're familiar with each other, and and I think I think that's Sandusky's preferred style is to to grind it out and keep it low scoring and and win by deep like. And if you're curious, the two games Cassidy played with Reese, they lost forty three forty and forty five forty three. So I mean, this this is a very intriguing regional because I I think you've got four good teams, and and I think you'd say you wouldn't be surprised if any of the four teams walked out with the regional title. Um, we're obviously putting our chips in on Sandusky uh, and hoping that uh, that they make a deep run. I really want Sandusky to win the state title <laughs> and then Al to go 3-0 and to start next and year so he, so he gets the record-tying win in his 1,000th game. And, I mean, I know <laughs> you're never owed anything, but you feel like Al deserves a state title. Don't you, though? Like, like you do all that's that. That's the one thing missing from the resume, right? If you have to, if you have to have a criticism, which it's a dumb one. Yeah, he doesn't have a state title. That's the one. Yeah, box he hasn't checked. Yeah, he coaches in Sandusky. If he coached at Detroit Country Day, he'd probably have ten or twelve. <laughs> okay, there, there, there is a difference. Yes, uh, you know, and if you go back and look at their path through the playoffs. They're a little town that always ends up against a much bigger town. Right. Um, so, anyways, um, this is going to be interesting. Um, <sighs> I haven't been to Reese since I worked in Carroll. <laughs> the flashback's coming. Yeah. Maybe I'll stop at the Dairy Queen. That's about the only thing that I can say nice about it. <laughs> it's where I did my very first broadcast uh, was on the football field. At Reese. At Reese. There Reese, you go. Reese, you Learning go a little more him. about Dennis Stuckey every day. Flashback City. It was Reese. Who, who did they play? Yeah, USA. And who won? USA won big. Really? 44 to 8. That was in what year? 91-ish. So he still remembers that. Yeah. How do you feel that those people that played? You the, remember your first game, don't you? Yeah, I don't remember the exact score. <sighs> Youth of today. You have to cherish these moments. Anyways, Anyways, yeah. How uh, do you feel that the people that played in those games are probably, like, in their 40s now? Or, I don't think they're in their 40s. They're in their late 30s. Their if you're 18 30s. at thir- in 91, add uh, 20. They could, they're so, okay, they're 39 right now. That's not 40. It's only 39. Uh, I don't know. There was one guy named Crumb, though, and he was bigger than a crumb. <laughs> Is that the line you used? Uh, no, I said he didn't leave many crumbs on the table looking at him. Oh jeez! Anyway, got a great laugh. Everybody in the everybody in the press box was dying on that one and kicked off the career you've had. Yeah. All right, Division Four, Division Four at Waterford, Our Lady of the Lake, Cardinal Mooney, three-time district champs in a row. Uh, will face Clarkston Everest, uh, a team that they're familiar with. Uh, that's somebody that they face. Uh, Everest is eleven and seven. And uh, as we said, Mooney is just four and fourteen. But six of their fifteen wins over the last three seasons have come postseason, and two of their four victories this season have been postseason. 
They're two and zero in the postseason, baby. Everest and Mooney have played twice. Mooney lost forty-one thirty-six and forty to twenty-five in their respective meetings. So they've been somewhat competitive. Yeah. So this isn't a game that they're walking into going out. Oh, rides over. Right. This they is have, a game they're going into and going. Hey, let's give it our best shot because upstart Ubley is on the other side of the bracket, yeah. and we it might be two teams with losing records facing each other in a regional championship game with a chance to go to the quarterfinals. Yes, it could be. We'll see. Genesee Christian will have something to say about that on the other side. Again, I don't know who they're playing. Uh, they play a lot of NCTL teams, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they're 18-4 and four this year and by far and away have the most impressive wins-loss record going into this region. Yeah, you want to look at Genesee Christian. I mean, I guess look at their losses. They lost to Lansing Christian, not Catholic, Christian, 55-35. Plymouth Christian Academy, 74-43. Flint Powers by 12. That's a team that we're somewhat familiar with. And their other loss was to Adrian Lenaway Christian. Who's the, pretty good. Uh, uh, that school has, like, a good run of athletes right now. But here's their teams that they've won, They've beaten. Flint Beecher, Flint Hamity, Flint, uh, Burton Bendel, Morris by two, Flint Southwestern, who's just really bad, International Academy of Flint, Burton Atherton, Weberville. They did beat Clarkston Everest earlier in the year by six. Again, Beecher, Hamity, Dryden, Mountain. They, they don't have any hugely impressive wins. The Everest win might be their their best win. Yeah. So this could be up for grabs. We'll see. Uh, but I, I think it's like, to me, just a great story. You got a 2-14 and 14 basketball team. That you're, we don't even pay attention. Let, let's let's be honest. We don't pay attention. We did one Cardinal Mooney girls basketball game this year, right? Yeah, and they actually, really early in the and year. they lost to Richmond. And yeah, we like kept an eye on them, and they were struggling, and they won a district, and they have a puncher's chance to go to a regional final. Yeah. So uh, good luck to and and Upley's a good story again too. They weren't really, I don't think anybody was pegging them to win that district. People, I think, were looking at Deckerville or North Huron uh, or even CPS. Um, right. And, and here's, here's Ubley and Mooney playing in uh, a regional at Waterford, Our Lady of the uh, Lakes. And I'm glad that uh, Lakes isn't there either because <laughs> I saw them play last year. They were the team that took out Mooney last year in the regionals. I went out there for that, and uh, they were good. Right. So I'm actually – they must have graduated all those girls. They had like three sisters that shot the lights out. They must have all been seniors. <laughs> must have been triplets or whatever. Anyways, that gets you caught up on uh, that. We'll take a look at the uh, districts for the uh, guys when we come back in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 87 For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, 
Replace them with Anderson windows with low-E glass, low-maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Welcome back, uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, we'll get into the uh, boys' uh, districts uh, here. 
Uh, there are three or four that I really want to focus on, um, but um, we'll go through all of them. But starting in uh, D1, I'll be at Lance Cruz North uh, tonight. Port Huron High opens the uh, postseason against the host team, Lance Cruz North. That's a tough draw. Uh, Very the, tough the, draw. The winner of this game will get Northern on Wednesday. And actually, the Huskies, record-wise, have the best record going in. <laughs> they do, but, but you Lance got Dakota Cruz and Lance has, Cruz North. There. Lance Cruz North has the head-to-head advantage. Um, it's I really like Port here on Northern. When they play their best basketball, they are a tough team to deal with. The only problem is that they have to beat both Lance Cruz North and Dakota. Usually you hope you get that on the other side and you only have to go through one. Beating one of those teams is an uphill battle. Lance Cruz North played in the red this year. I believe they were up in the red. I think so too. So you have two Mac red teams that are very solid. Yeah, Lance Cruz North, they're only 11 and 9, but they went 4 and 6 in the red. Dakota shared the red title at 7 and 3. That tells you how competitive that league is. Dennis, I, I, I wish I could sit here and go, yes, they're going to pull off the upset. I guarantee it. I could see them beating Lons Cruz North, but the only problem with that is they would have to turn around and on a day's rest pull off a second upset against a, a I guess, better team because they beat Lons Cruz North in the regular season in Dakota and that's going to be very physically taxing on them. Well, I mean, here's the thing. D- Dakota is also a, a mental issue, too, because we, we've said it a million times now. For both Port Huron and for Northern, their seasons has ended at the hands of Dakota more than anybody else. Yes. Because every year in the districts, Dakota's there, and it seems like every year in the district, Dakota beats one, the other, or both to end their seasons so until they are able to get over the bugaboo and beat dakota you can't really pick them can you no and again i hope port here on high can surprise us all and pull off an upset against Lance cruz north that would be a big one that would be a big upset. well then you get a ph northern game which a is fun yeah and b guarantees we've got somebody there on friday night to presumably go up against Dakota, who draws Anchor Bay. What you hope when you get into this is that Dakota and Lance Cruz North play each other right off the bat, so yeah, get rid of one of them. Yes, and they beat each other up. But Northern to win this district, I really think they, talent-wise, they have the ability to do it. It's just, can they do Back-to-back upsets. Because if they just had to go through one game, like let's say they flip draws with Dakota, you go, okay, they've beaten Anchor Bay twice, they beat them once, and then they get the winner of either Port here on Lons, Cruz North, and then Northern. And hey, at the end of the day, you have to win one game. And last year they were up for what? Two and a half quarters? They were doing it. Couldn't they do it again this year? Yes, but I just hope that they can get through it healthy because you know Lance Cruz North is going to not be kind to Tyler Jamison. They're not going to let him get a lot of easy layups. They're going to make the other kids beat him on Northern, which 
If Maher can shoot like we've seen him, that's a big plus. If DeLong or Mitchell give them a little bit of something, that's a plus. But you need to have at least one or two other kids get in that 8 to 10, 12-point range if you want a chance. But I will say this. Northern has the ultimate wild card uh, in Tyler Jamison. And uh, last year against Dakota in the finals, I went there on that Saturday afternoon. uh, And for three quarters, he was amazing. And he almost got him there. And he Mm -hmm. just, you know, by the fourth – they ran out of gas. But he's a year older, a year wiser, uh, and, and as good as he was last year, he's so much better this year. Yes. So that's that district. Like you said, Dennis, until they do it, it's hard to say they will, although I truly believe Port here on Northern has the tools to do it, and it's not some far-fetched scenario that they'd have to to win the district all right st Clair is where you're going to go uh to uh, start uh, your uh, districts and uh, there you've got armada and elginac tonight marysville and marine city uh richmond and st Clair are the uh, teams waiting to play on uh, wednesday that got the uh the buys uh, here um marysville marine city is i mean depending on who shows up we got two kind of really jekyll hyde kind of teams um, second half of the season, Marysville occasionally has surprised us. Yes. Um, and Marine City, I've seen nights where they knocked down 11 threes, and I've seen nights where they didn't make 11 shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Marine City has a, a good opportunity to kind of get a feel-good win because I think if both teams are playing at their best, Marine City gets the win. But, well, I shouldn't say that because Marysville at their best hits 12, 13 threes, and that's why they're dangerous. They will shoot with a reckless abandon, and they will either hit, like I said, double-digit threes, and then you're fighting for your life, or they'll hit two and you're cruising to an easy win. The other side, Algonac, Armada. I mean, Armada's beaten them twice. Algonac, we've noted their struggles during the season I would be surprised if Armada didn't move on to play St. Clair. Yeah, uh, and then the, that, that's the thing. Um, Richmond, St. Clair probably are the two best teams here. I mean, Armada's dangerous, though. And for that matter, on any given night, Marine City can be really dangerous. Yes. Like So this is an interesting uh, district for me because I think there are two really like good teams and you want to see that game. Yes. But – the upset factor is a little higher in this district. Like, there, there's more potential for it. Like, out of all the districts, if I had to pick one that a team you had no thought of making a final is going to make a final, it would be this one. Yeah. Because remember, it was a long time ago, Armada's beaten St. Clair already this year. That was the first game of the year, but they've done it. Marysville and Marine City haven't played. That's, that's a very interesting game because – Marine City has lost to a Hazel Park, which you look at and you go, how did that happen? I I believe they had players out, but still. Marysville has been in a game with Lakeview, who's a talented team, and played with Richmond, I think, for a quarter, um, but then Richmond just got out and and ran past them. 
I think St. Clair and Richmond are, like you said, obviously the two favorites to make the finals. And I actually kind of like St. Clair's matchup against Richmond. But both teams have to get there first, and I don't think either can sleepwalk their way to a final. Yeah, no, the, this this is one where they're going to have to show up and play on, on Wednesday night if they want to give us the game that we're hoping for. Because uh, I'm kind of hoping for a Richmond-St. Clair game. I, I want to see it. Well, and the one knock against Richmond has been they – sometimes disappear their their ceiling is really high but how consistently they are playing at or near their ceiling is what our concern is with the blue devils all right at Emily city there's cross locks <laughs> yeah i mean i know i, I just I, got, I, I got everybody is like mad at me now i wish we could say a little more but Croslex has beaten everyone in this district and beaten everyone in this district handily outside of 0-20, Otisville, Lakeville. They won't even get a chance to play Croslex. Yale will beat them. <sighs> Emily City would have them at home in a final. Does that give them enough chance to maybe get the right upset juju mojo stuff to potentially put them in a spot to win a game? Yes. But if Cross-Lex is playing their A game, it's above everyone else's A game. Almont was was playing with them for a half. They were running with them. Then the wheels fell off. I mean, they just lost Yale just lost to them. Yeah, they at just home beat them by 30 at last week. Home. Yeah. Cross-Lex just seems like a freight train and I don't see any of them derailing. Well, it's kind of it's kind of like the the Dakota factor. Until you beat them, right? I can't pick against them. I can't pick against Cross Lex until somebody beats the them. The one thing I will say about MLA City is it's at MLA City, yeah, which gives them a slight edge in maybe pulling off an upset, but. Cross-Lex has handled MLA City twice. You've done both games. Yeah, the first I, time they won by, what, 10? I, I just don't like the matchup. No. Like, it, it just, like, because, again, MLA City's not a bad team. They're a good team. There's a lot of talent there. But the, the, they seem offensively they're a little bit inconsistent. Um, defensively, they're fine. But Cross-Lex always seems to find a way to get theirs. Yes. Um, whether it's it's Townsend shooting lights out or Kalakovic getting steals and easy baskets or McDonald in the post or somebody coming off their bench that you forget about, but they do it all the right. time. Right, Payne will come out and hit two threes. Yeah. You know, you know, Landon Butler out of nowhere with yeah, 10 or right. 12 or, or, or whatever. You know, Kretsch will quietly, at the end of the night, you'll go Kretsch with 14. Yes. It's like we're – you know, it's they're just so hard to stop. And where Emily City is a little bit inconsistent, like one time, lose your eye 15 points. The yes. next time, I think he had two. Um, it's every single time you see Croslex, they do their thing. They're Slanik with his points, Townsend with his points, Kalakovich with his points, McDonald with his points, Kretsch with his points, this guy with his points, that guy with his points. They're just consistent. Yeah, this – Again, I think Emily City's the one team that has a chance. I know Yale's been Jekyll and Hyde, but even if they are uh, Jekyll, I don't think uh, that if as, lo as long as Cross Lex doesn't do anything to severely hurt themselves. Because guess what? When you get an upset, 
A little bit of luck is always involved. That's not a bad thing. If you get the luck, take advantage of it. I just think a team would need a lot of luck. All right, going to move a little bit quicker through these next couple. At Memphis, I'm thinking Memphis and New Haven should be the final there. And New there. Haven should win. And New Haven should win. As much as I'd like Memphis to, New Haven played in the Mac White. They competed in the Mac White. It's going to be New Haven. At Kingston, I'll be disappointed if Brown City doesn't come out of this. Yes, they have a very winnable district. Um, at uh, Parkway, why are, we, why are we playing this, Mike? Mo- Mooney. Mooney. <laughs> Mooney with the slam dunk of the year. Okay. Uh, Peck is playing at Dryden, and actually um, Genesee Christian looks to be the team that might be the stumbling uh, point there or might be the blocking point. Uh, and at Deckerville, um, you've got uh, Deckerville opens with CPS. We talked about this. Deckerville yeah. opens with CPS, and then if they win that game, they'd have to play North Huron. So they start with two big rivals, and then if you get to the finals, there's Ubley waiting for right. you, and Ubley's played really Which, well this year. Ubley has the draw that like Northern would have liked. That kind of they play a one in twelve Caseville team. They're gonna have a they should have a relatively stress free game. And Deckerville or North Huron, they're gonna have a war to see who gets to the finals and it's probably gonna be Ubley versus a slightly bruised North Huron or Deckerville team. All right, so Brady's in St. Clair tonight, and his stuff gets going at 5. Yeah, I believe 5 and 7.30, so there might be a little bit of a break between my two games. Armada, which works out fine because then you can catch part of my game because I'm at 7 from Lance Cruz North where the host team is taking on the Big Reds from uh, Port Huron High. And then tomorrow, I'm out at Ortonville Brandon, Marysville Cranbrook, and MLA City Lake Fenton in girls basketball regional action. You are headed out to Reese near your old stomping grounds as Sandusky takes on uh, Cass City. Yes, it's Cass City. I'll go see my old apartment and stop at the McDonald's across the street. (laughs) Sounds good. On my way through Carroll. Anyways, let's wrap things up. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.